Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Higongo, and I'm joined this week by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen Carbonite to talk about Alms Angels, a new video from Not Quite Upstart's Last Resort Shoes. But first, we dip down to Lower Manhattan to revel in the latest collab between Antihero and Supreme, Julian Stranger, Cardiel, Tyshawn, the King of New York, B.A., Cater, oh my goodness, all this and more in a five-minute edit courtesy of William Aloysius Strobeck. What did we do to deserve this? Jason, what'd you make of this, especially when you saw that photo on B.A.'s Instagram of Cardiel, Stranger, Gons, Tyshawn, Cater, and B.A. just chilling. And what'd you think of the edit? Oh, the uh, the, the school photo there? Uh, listen, what did I think? I thought, hey, the lineup in this video is okay. You know, there's some <laughs> all right skaters here. You know, nah, but nah, but seriously, for someone like me, it was just super sick to see Julian skating again. He was, well, first of all, before I get into that, this is probably the most Julian street footage since the 40s video, probably, and definitely a, a legend in the street skating game. So it was super sick to see him skating some ledges and even if it was a curb, whatever, do some curb tricks. I almost uh, think like the 40s video is even so obscure. This yeah it might that might not even count so what was uh, so i guess the spitfire video that's not that obscure he was getting some oh know. just saying that like 40s clothing oh yeah yeah 40s was a clothing brand out of deluxe in the early 90s and they made a video called i forget like viejo viejo's logos or something something in spanish and he had that like, was a listen video viejo's locos was a oh, it was a li- oh yeah damn <laughs> oh anyways like it was Sorry, something I keep interrupting yeah, yeah i forget the title of it but yeah, that was sick. Um, yeah, Cardiel got a street trick. And one interesting thing is I thought, or my understanding was that Tyshawn was kind of out of the supreme fold, as it were. So seeing him in this edit kind of like raises questions or where we thought his, you know, post uh, fucking awesome trajectory was going. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just uh, definitely a vibe for the summertime. BA like posted some shit on his Instagram, like a little 10 second clip of Cardiel and Julian skating Tompkins, which is crazy. Like imagine you're skating top, like you roll up in Tompkins, going to do some like stupid flat ground or whatever. And like Julian and <laughs> Cardiel are there. Mike, what did you think? And uh, a question for both of you. The reason I reckon that this just, it's an edit is eliciting such a strong reaction of people of our age is because it's, a whole bunch of our favorite skaters who've given so much positivity and so much good to skateboarding all in one video. It seems rare to see this kind of hangout session outside of a contest or a hangout session, for example, uh, Copenhagen, which is happening this weekend. So Mike, Jason, just seeing like Gons, Julian Stranger, Cardiel with the Young Bucks, like there's something beautiful about this. Like It's one of those things like you'd never thought it would happen. And it feels so... It, you wish you could be you wish you could be cool enough to just be hanging around for that day. So like I'm gonna stick to my uh halfway curmudgeonly feeling that I had in the group chat as we were setting up this show. Like the actual Supreme edit that I think I watched on the Supreme IG, I was kinda underwhelmed. I was like, okay, yeah, they went out, they kind of blocked off a street, they had a parking block, they made it so Tyshawn could do some good tricks and like, all right, yeah, yeah, Julian. Did the Nolly Lipper, uh, Cardiel trick. That's dope. But 
I think the five minute extended Bill Strobeck edit kind of changed my mind on it all where, yeah, it is a bunch of incredibly important skaters. I think that's fair to say all together. You know, you've got like the Godfather and then a Sodi from the early nineties, a Sodi from a couple years ago and um, some living legends doing, doing their thing. And yeah, the, the extended Strobeck edit is really good. And gets to that vibe where yeah you do wish you were there and yeah thinking like oh god you just roll by and like you see cardiel on a bike doing a little jump over some humpty humps at, at tompkins like that's amazing so I, I i again i'm I'm saying that the longer edit definitely like hit different especially with like some nirvana unplugged session that was dope yeah um, uh, i think it was a demo actually okay that yeah. that makes sense because it was a little uh a little scratchier, so to speak, than, yeah. than my memory of it. A wee bit of what, what, tape hiss. Yeah, yeah. One one thing that, and I'm I'm a, I've admitted that I don't necessarily understand collaborations between brands all the time. Something, and it, it's already happened before. I think I think we have it in the notes that it happened in 2018. Like an anti-hero supreme collab just strikes me as weird. I call them strange bedfellows, referencing the group chat again. Was, does this strike anybody else as weird, or am I just on my own island with that? Ultimately, Supreme are a bunch of skate rats. And the ability to get this heavy of a crew together for a collab and to just have them do a little big day out, I think shows that they still love skateboarding. And just between Gons, Cartiel, and Julian, between the three of them, you have arguably three of the most important people from the late 80s into the mid-1990s. Uh, or into the late 1990s. And so I view this video as a, not just as a blessing, but also as a reminder of the kind of joy that certain skaters can elicit and why we're so hyped. I mean, Julian is a busy dude and is, has lots of other interests and also a lot of other responsibilities. So I think we're all grateful for any footage we get of him. I don't know, Jason, what, what do you think? I, I know that on one hand, you are the resident world kid and 90s expert, but at the same time, um, you also appreciate new shit. So where does this stand? And could other companies or other shops do something like this? Well, yeah. I, well, first of all, uh, Supreme Collab with uh, Antihero is not that crazy. I mean, they, they've done shit with Thrasher like a zillion times. But yeah, like Mike said earlier, it's just the, the act of getting this crew together is crazy. And like the only other place it might happen is, you know, Copenhagen or some contest. Like, I mean, there's not Munster anymore. They're just like, I guess, street league and the Olympics. But the Olympics aren't like the NBA finals. Like, you know, the NBA finals, they'll be like, oh, there's Bill Russell. There's Julius Irving. The Olympics weren't like that. We weren't like, oh, there's uh, whatever, Mike McGill. There's, you know, Mark Gonzalez. There's, I think Kareem was there, maybe. I don't know. He might have been at some street league or something. I don't know. But yeah, just having the juice to get all these people together, like when pretty much everything is based on your shoe sponsor, hmm. is pretty crazy because I guess Cardell's on Van. Julian's a Van's guy. Oh, by the way, speaking of shoes, I was shocked that Julian was wearing uh, socks. Because that was his brand for the longest, like not wearing socks forever. He even got like a Vans, like pro model, like an old school in an era with like a special insole that was made for not wearing socks. I don't know. So that was a crazy one for me. But that's bold, man. Like I didn't know that was a thing with him. Um, 
Yeah, it's his uh, his trademark or one of his trademarks, anyway. So, what I, is it? How do his teammates feel? I mean, I know. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know, dude. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm gonna say I had a summer where I had these uh, black and like neon green Costin ones, and I for you know I decided I'm not wearing socks. Amazing board feel, but it was extremely trife in other ways. That was high school. Okay, so this wasn't uh, this wasn't uh, married uh, married Mike. No, no, by no means. But I also like just moved out of my parents' house. Mike rarely washed his socks, and somehow grew tolerant to not doing that. And yeah, I was a fucking disaster. Dang you, you nasty! Did you have a bed frame at the time? <laughs> no. <laughs> my man was coming back from the session with Jesus feet. Did have a girlfriend though. I'll claim that. <laughs> oh, it's so nasty. Yeah, it's like disgusting. like high summer with no socks. No, no. Well, well, no. I was I was wearing socks, but I wasn't washing them that often. And so, like, it was a dual thing. Like, I'm wearing the socks, and they smell like hell. I take them off, my feet smell worse. Wow, just all types of rancid right there. But you know what? Growth. <laughs> I'm now very tidy. A lot of wool socks, actually. That <laughs> that's that's what's up. You you learn you at socks. some point you must have learned your lesson the hard way. Um, but okay, so. Thinking about B.A., Cater, and Tyshawn, how do they fit into this mix uh, of these heavy hitters who were just posted up? I mean, Cater's a maniac, dude. Like, those ollies over the gap where, you know, he's both testing the grind, he shit a couple times, and the extended edit, you definitely get a big taste of, like, street gap to parking block. Like, that dude's a... He's his window is like wide open right now, and I know the window is supposed to be older, or maybe it isn't. I don't remember. Maybe I'm confused with the NBA window or prime, which is like 27 to 30 something. But Cater's just he's on another level, and like we didn't actually see much of him other than his very awkward well, the Ollie to grind, and then his very awkward like arms raised pumping for cards is a frontside board. But that dude's good. Looks like B.A. skates. He's always fantastic in slow motion. And TJ's just, he's sui generous. He's his own thing. Exactly. Actually, I got an interesting question for y'all. Do you think that there are, for Cardiel, do you think that there's some younger cats who might not understand how awesome Cardiel was at his peak? Because I, sometimes I worry about that because, my God, like, just to get about, uh, the anti-hero cow video. We skated to Brother Lynchung or his Transworld part. We skating to Sizzla. Just like how powerful and how fast he was. Even his part in the Spitfire video compared to everybody else. I mean, he was charging. And that's not even him at the peak of his powers. I guess there's sometimes I wonder, and, you know, because he had a very serious injury almost 20 years ago. You'd consider it career ending. And yet, He's riding his bicycle. He's getting on his board as best as he can, as best as he can when he can, and he's still in the mix. I still believe it. sometimes he's tour managing, driving the van. He's doing things, and he's DJing, and he's a great DJ. But I guess I wonder if that like is there some of his legend that's missing for some of the younger cats? Well, yeah, I mean it's always like that, right? Like if if you weren't there, or if you weren't like at that like age, that like adolescent age where like everything is so like or makes such a big impression then it doesn't hit the same like a lot of young dudes like they watch all youtubes they do research all that shit but yeah i mean your average kid or is gonna be like oh you know who's this guy you know yeah i mean that's like anything i 
I'm tr- I've, I yeah, having watched the the front board and you know just kind of been reminded of the Cardiel legacy slash situation. Like I remember the outlines of the accident where he got hurt, and I I do wonder like you know is there is there more to the story that could come out and fill it out? You know, so, I, I don't know. I don't want to speak out of turn. You know, they were gnarly dudes on a road trip, and there's a trailer involved. It's terrible. Where am I going with this? Yeah, I think I think without tech context, you're kind of like, who is this dude? And I mean, sometimes the the all hail stuff, like the quasi religious stuff, like strikes me as pretty cheesy with him. I mean, a great skateboarder, but we're not, you know, we're all, we're all skateboarders. It, 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 you know, the 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 playing field is level ultimately, or at least it should be in my mind. It would strike me that like younger kids would be like, who's this dude? Why do I care? Why is he? doing that incredible achievement you know especially in that five minute edit where you see the the work that went into it and i i kind of doubt that's all the tries that went in i mean you know he's limited mobility and it's it's amazing to do that and it's god i mean if you don't skate if i don't skate enough i get pissed at myself for not being able to skate so like the the determination to get that is amazing not just amazing i mean it's 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 inspiring, and I'm sure he probably hates hearing that. But, you know, with All Hail Cardiel, you know, maybe we should start like a mega church and have uh, Cardiel as an icon, you know, have like a bunch of guest uh, guest ministers. Like, you need to plant a seed, uh, a seed of faith, uh, John Cardiel. Let me tell you something about John. John Cardiel, JC. The initials, they match up correctly. You know, that oh, kind God. of thing. <laughs> well, I think... Stop. I might... <laughs> Like I might be wrong here, but the uh, the cult of Cardiel Instagram page it might have been the first cult of like Pro X page, and now now there's like a million of them. There's like cult of God, cult of you know whoever, cult of M Smith, Tosh Town, whoever. It was, it was like Tosh Town, and it would be a trip. Yeah, cult of Tosh. Wow. <laughs> so I mean, it is it is like a like a cult in a way, just because he was so like aggro and like you. all. Yeah, and like always on the edge of uh, like you know, completely fucking losing control. Like for anyone out there who wants to like you know get a, get a vibe of what Cardio was all about, I will go back and watch or look up the Cardio epically later. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. But uh, I think we it's just uh, we have a little idea. I think we should go. Uh, Templeton, you need to re-establish mostly skateboarding as a nonprofit, more specifically as a religious organization. We set up a joint in Oakland, and we make it like a, look. There's a church of uh, there's a church where uh, John Coltrane is venerated as a saint. Why not Cardiel? Kind of more into that Coltrane. Yeah, Catholic Catholicism is back, <laughs> right? Isn't that the thing on Twitter? Because Catholicism is hot in the streets. So I'm not even going to. We can. On uh, that. <laughs> I'm not even beatify. Gonna, I'm, I mean, yeah. we like make it official. What, what's the term like beatify? That is correct. Yeah, beatify. Beatification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the very least, do some like uh, some uh, you know Cardiel prayer candles. I could rock with those. Um, but in, in all seriousness, though, um, if I recall, there was a few tours of Australia and New Zealand that were pretty hectic. I mean, there's a the the infamous the now infamous story. Uh, Phelps, I think he flipped a car at some point, or, or he drifted. Like something, something crazy happened at some point in Australia, and they were in the middle of nowhere. And I think it might have—I don't know if it was around the same time. And also, I mean, 
unfortunately, shit happens on the road. And from what I also another thing I remember was like this was at the end of a film trip. It was at the end of a mission. And in the grand scheme of things, it sucks. And it, it also makes me really think about something that uh, a few people from the skate park project and a handful of folks out there have been talking about is accessibility in skate parks and skate spots is, you know, how do you make space for people who have limited mobility or some sort of handicap that prevents them from skating a spot, skating a park the same way that somebody who is fully abled. And, you know, Cardiel's in, in, in a very, very interesting space, you know, now in a space where he, he has this limited mobility and we're seeing um, uh, skaters who are blind, skaters who have lost limbs, who are out there doing things in the industry and actually um they're not just you know, it's not just a one-off they're sponsored they're in the van like they're part of a scene and i guess like uh how do you i guess how do you i guess how do you start having that conversation i mean goodness it's hard enough to try to get a, a park designed decently you know how do you go to a city council or a, a county executive meeting and say yeah you need to make this spot or make this park more accessible how do you define that well, yeah, I mean, uh, what would that look like? Like what design features would have to be included to make it more accessible for folks? I don't know. I, I think one thing that uh, folks have agreed upon is like access to the park. Maybe not necessarily what's in the park, but say, um, how, do you, um, how do you get from, say, a car or public transportation or wherever into the, uh, the perimeter where the park is? How do you get in and around it? Because there are some skate parks which are... You know, if you think about it, like, how would you get there if, say, you're coming um, in a wheelchair? Let's say you, um, you're coming through and you're blind, you know, or a, a park that's just out in the middle of nowhere, a place that's just difficult to get to. Yeah, I hear you. Like, at that one park in Charlottesville, you have to, like, go over, go over this bridge that goes over a train track to get to it and stuff. So, yeah, I can see where that would come into play then. But, yeah, that's interesting. I don't think that's ever been uh, mm-hmm. considered. Yeah, I think my my experience as a community news reporter where watching a city council meeting, 40,000 people, first ring suburb, they were talking about improvements to the mall, which is like a good mall in town. (laughs) And um, the city planner, like just without blinking, like tore down a city council member for asking like the mall itself to be walkable. Like you could make it through the ring of parking lots <laughs> without dying. Yeah, I'm, it sounds like I'm exaggerating, but the guy just, you know, the city council member asked, could we make it so it's more walkable? And the city planner was like, no, this is a car town. And it was amazing. <laughs> a car town. It was amazing how just he, he didn't blink. He just shot it down. So yeah, accessibility to skate parks, which are about as low on the, totem pole as far as city infrastructure goes like yeah i I, i'm not optimistic on that front you know what this clip reminded me of it was the crail taps clip of the day a day with gons from 2016 where uh you had rick howard mark gonzalez and a couple folks from crail tap just skating around new york and skating to william onyabor and that was, it was like very, very, very similar vibe. How can we get like a Rick How another Rick Howard outing? Is, is that going to be possible or is that just done? He, uh, I think he had, he had a clip in some like chocolate or girl in New York edit like a year ago or a couple years ago. He was doing like a 360 flip on some bank, like a 360 flip to fakie. So yeah, I mean, he's been known to go along on some trips and whatnot. So who knows, you know? 
And he showed up on Chico's Instagram, I think. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was trying to remember. Do like in some bowl? Yep. Yeah, I mean, he's so. he's still so. I mean, what these guys who are like, I don't know, too proud to film clips or whatever, need to look at Mark Gonzalez, fifty-four, perhaps the most spry fifty-four-year-old, at least documented on the internet right now, because like he's hippie again in that longer edit, like he's jumping over stuff. What did he do? Hop up the curb and then back, like a little like nolly back lip, that parking block. Like, I mean, that dude moves like no one else, yeah, probably on a, at that age. On a on a heavy ass board. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like a nine inch standard length board. Like, I I, I really do want to know. He there there should be just like a geriatric Olympics. <laughs> I hate using that word, but it seemed to to be fitting. Like, I I bet. Mark Gonzalez is like top three percentile in the world in Mark terms of being like, able to move his ass. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, being being mobile for people. Well, I'll tell you what: if he's fifty-four, Julian's got to be at least fifty. Yeah, I think, and like he's in pretty good shape, dude. Like he's got to be on some program. I think well, he he looks biking, good, right? What's that? He, track biking, like he he rides fixies. Oh yeah, yeah, that'll do it. It, it was notable that Cards was on Cards's bike was a single or a, a co- not coaster. Yeah, sorry, freewheel. Jesus, no, it was a freewheel, freewheel single speed. Because I think in the epically later he was riding fixed because it just like kept him going. It's a, it's a bit of a death wish to be riding anywhere around Manhattan in a, in a fi- in a fixie, but people do it. Same thing with SF. But besides the point, it's interesting. Like I wonder. How come the AARP hasn't hit up Gons to do a little something? I mean, he's he's at that age. You're like he's what ten years out from uh, Social Security. Like, how great would that be? You know, I mean, he'd, Man, be, he'd be an excellent partner strategically, <laughs> like Tony Hawk and uh, and Mark Gonzalez for the AARP. Sign up to get your benefits. You know, come for the blue plate special at four p.m. But say it in the Gons voice. <laughs> yeah, every Gon's every Gon's impression is like, yeah, you gotta start off like that. I'm not gonna do, but I mean, everyone like I I tweeted a while ago, like Fabian Alomar hands down has the best Mark Gonzalez impression. But um, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, but with Julian, like, no, like you, there's gotta be like a diet component there too. Like, it's gotta be like vegan or raw fruit or some shit. Yeah, I, I want to know. Like, he's in yeah. incredible shape. Um. You know, it's it's kind of sad, really. Like, B.A. is the fucking man. We've barely talked about him. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I was going to say that, like, where he fits into this whole shit, like, he lives in New York. He's local. Like, he's downtown a lot and, like, labor and whatnot, based on what I've seen read. So, uh, is, yeah, he, he was just kind of, like, in the mix. You he know, he, ride, he rides for Antihero. So that's probably it. They probably gave him a call. Be like, hey, come over, you know. Skating, blah blah blah. Or, or is he the glue? Is he like the the lukewarm water between the fire and the ice? Is he the one who? Yeah, maybe he's the one I who mean, made the call. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if you think about it, like um, Mark Gonzalez is like eighties. Julian, a little bit late eighties, like starting nineteen. Yeah, nineties pretty much. Ba would be like the OOS. TJ is the king or one of the top skaters of the the tens, whatever you call it, decade. And then Cater's like. The future. So, like, if you want to think about it conceptually, like that way, yes, that's when we that kind of works out that way. The edit does fail the Bechdel test. What is this Bechdel test? Yeah, why am I blanking on this? I I know this sometimes. It is a um, it is a criteria for uh, reviewing um, 
film or TV to see whether or not one or mm. two women or more women or women are in conversation and not talking about some man or something about some dude in that particular piece of TV or cinema. I mean, skateboarding still generally fails the Bechdel test. And I think in this instance, it's so heavy that that's okay. And it's like, this is a, a, a relatively recent piece of discourse um, uh, that folks have, uh, have been coming to the table with. And I guess like, I don't think, I certainly don't have a good answer for it. And it's also shit, it's not my video. But I mean, going forward, I guess the question is, I mean, the, the, the obvious answer that many people say, like, yo, throw Alyssa Steamer in the mix. But no, Alyssa's doing other things, you know, and also was probably on a different coast. I don't know, is Alyssa, is, is Alyssa Steamer in, uh, in the mix with Supreme? I don't think so. Hmm. Who are some of the homegirls so. who are in the supreme uh, in the supreme orbit? I mean, Beatrice. Beatrice. Uh, who the fuck out? I mean, that's that's untapped. Like generally, like women related to Supreme is untapped potential as far as that brand goes. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure they'll they'll take care of that. James, y'all leaving soon. money on the table, man. <laughs> right. You know, the homegirl's been rocking with Supreme since day one. You're leaving money on the table, but again, like. There's a choice for them to make. I mean, and then of course, like there's the 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 ever present question of did Strobeck present this well, like or was he doing OD? Was he doing too much with the angles? I mean, I'm not a filmer, but I didn't see any crazy zoom ins or any of the shit for which he's infamous. I don't know. Maybe Tyshawn put him in a headlock and just be like do that shit again. I'll, I'll show you what's happening. <laughs> I very much doubt that Tyshawn ever even thinks of putting Bill in a headlock, man. Like <laughs> somebody those, must those, have. Those those two owe each other. Like, yeah, <laughs> those two are in cahoots. Let's say. Yeah, yeah. It, it might be just like uh, Tyshawn taking the piss uh, when he's pretending to be upset about uh, the angles. But anyway, um, Jason, you had a question in the notes that's really interesting. Before we move on to our next subject. How long do we need to venerate foods? Can you can you dive in on that? Oh, um, well, wait. That was my question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if you want to take it. Oh, yeah, that was Mike. No, no. Well, I got to think about it for a minute. So, Mike, why don't you take that? I mean, it was just a, it was just a thought about, we're talking about guys like Cardiel and Stranger who were hip in the late 80s and into the 90s. And you go late 80s into the 2020 so what's that make it <laughs> i'm bad at math we're talking like 35 years and i think when it, part of that question that i wrote in the notes was was like coming out of the idea before i saw the extended edit that strobeck put up because i was kind of underwhelmed by just the instagram edit of a minute and a half or whatever like the people in that video aren't really relevant to like skateboarding writ large which is a bunch of young people in a very diverse group of young people who are i don't know 16 to 24 let's say like they don't give a fuck who julian stranger is and at times i'm like i i didn't i i wasn't watching the the spitfire video and i wasn't you know i did watch the the cow video from anti-hero and there's you know i feel like i'm i'm pretty well versed but like, how long do you venerate these people? Because skateboarding's always changing and it's always like kind of moving on. So I guess that was, yeah. that was the 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 uh, seed of that question. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I didn't make this thought out. It might have been Cardiel who said it from interview himself, but like certain people, just because of who they are and the impact they had 
kind of deserve to have their name on a board forever. Like, like your Lance Mountain, Cardiel, Gino, I would say. Um, Kareem should have his name on a board forever, but who knows what's going on with that. So, like Carol. Yeah, Carol, uh, Rick Howard, you know, just like the elite of the elite, you know. And World should have done this a while ago. Like, I always thought World should have had a legends division for like your, like Ronnie Krieger, you know, Henry Sanchez, that those dudes that weren't on the like Mike Carroll level that, but were still like insane, like God level, like God tier. So yeah, that's, that's what I would say that like certain people who are like on a kind of like, you know, like Jordan, Jordan will always have a shoe. Yep. Kind of like that, but not just one person, you know, yeah, if that I, makes sense. I feel you. No, like Jason, that makes total sense. And I think it's only very been very recently in skating that, um, that the culture and the industry has come around to the idea of giving people their flowers, paying people their due while they're still around, while they're still skating. Because uh, when we were all coming up, my goodness, think about how many great skaters were just gone and forgotten. They had a couple clips in the 411. Maybe they actually were on a, a decent, like a second or third level tier, like cool company or cool ish company. And then boom, just gone, you know? And every now and again, uh, you might meet them at. Uh, you might see them skating at a spot, maybe at a park, and you're just like, goodness, how come some nobody remembers this person? But it's it's relatively it's relatively new, you know, and I think we have to give a lot of appreciation to the blogs and later the Instagram accounts that have collated so much of this history and shared it and reminded people why certain folks should be venerated and should be celebrated as much as possible. I don't know. I, I guess I, I guess I'm of the opinion that um you know, we shouldn't have to wait until there's an RIP t-shirt of you to celebrate you, you know? I think there needs to be a balance. Like, Cater should have been a... It, 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 here, here, it goes back to my, like, kind of, kind of confusion about anti-hero X Supreme. Like, for one thing, it doesn't strike me as, like, 1997 anti-hero would really be down with Supreme, but times have changed. But at the same time, like, in that video, you know, you got Cater and TJ who are just supreme dudes like unrelated to it and they're all they're they're uh, frankly within skateboarding the new is always the best like those are the dudes that should be celebrated and i'm definitely down with how cool it was to see some of the older like straight up correct use of the term legendary guys but you know it like let the young dude shine it's skateboarding yeah that's a good point there's there's got to be some sort of a balance and maybe we are Maybe we're figuring it out in real time. California may be in a drought, but the flood of skate video content continues. Last Resort just dropped Alves Angels, a 12-minute video. And interestingly enough, Pontus didn't edit it. Mike, what do you think about Pontus letting go of the reins? Ever so slightly. I mean, the video worked for sure. Like, brand narrative was strong. It was, a. Uh, I, I couldn't help but thinking it was a mix of, like, there's a little weekend in there. There's a little frog, but it like at the same time, some polar. Yeah, effective video. I'm just going to call out the uh, so-called, so-called, <laughs> I don't know why, elephant in the room. Like, could we get maybe some name titles, especially when this is one of the, the prime examples of when everybody on the team is so in sync and so in sync with the brand narrative that like, God, they might be all the same dude, just clones and different, different gear. Wow! Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like different, 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 like, like, okay, okay. They we're, all have like the, the same gear. That's the problem. That's what makes it even harder to triangulate. We're doing clone A, 
All right, got him. Clone B, we're going to up his Manny ability. Clone C, all right, uh, make him a little gnarlier. But, um, yeah, he's still got the, the, the genes in the last resort. It's like, I don't know. I wrote, I, 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 I didn't really write an, or an article about skaters' names in skate videos, but I reported one. And one of, the, one of the things that I think everybody agreed upon, maybe, is that, like, if everybody kind of looks the same, like, you got to put the names in the video. And, uh, yeah, for the first, it's a 12-minute video. Let's say for the first seven minutes, all those dudes look the same. Hey, and that's that. Wait, Along those, mean, lines. those dudes, all <laughs> oh, they look the same. I mean, it was it was all the dudes. It was all the dudes. I know, all I the know. Young dudes look the same. Yeah, yeah. But along those, shout out, uh, free for putting chapters with the names and timestamps with the names, like in their version that they posted on their site. That saved me a lot of work. Oh, that that's a that's a best practice Save, that I hope yeah. that other brands pick up on. Because we saw last week with the primitive video. By the way, great great job in uh in, in talking through that, by the way, which I really enjoyed. Shit. Um but it's just nice. You know, if you're not gonna have titles and at least have chapters so that we know because um I have bought this uh, this video up several times. Back in the day it was it's considered the first Transworld video, even though Uno is technically the first, uh their dreams of children. The only reason why I know every single person in that video is because A, they're all listed in order of appearance at the end of the video in the, in the credits. And at the time I was such a skate rat, you know, you knew who was who. And people also just like, they looked, they looked different, you know? Um, even though it was the era of the white tee, baggy jeans, gum sole, people had different styles, different looks, like there's a little bit more, it, it's hard. This was, this was a, a bit of a struggle too. Um, Jason, what do you make of it? And uh, have, have either of you ever rocked Last Resort shoes or are you rocking Last Resorts right now? Well, first of all, I have not. They have them at my local shop, uh, Venue Skateboards. They've known to have them, but I'm not really a cup sole guy I have to fuck with. Um, I mean, not really a Volk guy. I have to do cup soles like Dunks or Tiagos or you know something along those lines. But here's the deal with Pontus starting a shoe brand. Like he's, everyone knows like he's, master the design manufacturing and distribution of pants that's his <laughs> thing right but with the shoes it's totally different because now like his competition are some of the biggest corporations in the world right and most of the top skaters in the game so to speak already have shoe sponsors well what do you do well you, you hook up um some young rippers that like we talked about the primitive video last week that genre of skating this is like a whole another genre i don't know what, what you want to call it like creative current modern skateboarding yeah mo modern skateboarding thanks mike like like you don't really have to be able to jump on ledges or like even really ollie sometimes like it <laughs> like it's like it's funny i used to think like like damn like i can't do every ledge trick and do every flip trick anymore i should just quit well now like you know these kids like you know they're were there any like traditional like according to horror ledge tricks in this week? No, there were a couple. Yeah, there were some, but there wasn't like. Did anybody do an ollie heel? I'm not sure. No, there was no. no like. Oh, here's my flat ground. You know, flat ground switch tray. Like no, hell no. But um, and it's like it's. Uh, I'm gonna just soapbox real quick. I'll do, but like you know, drop and grind roof to something. Most roof tricks are um, not legit unless you. <laughs> Unless you drop in on a roof and land and grind, which someone did in that video, and that was dope. But I'm I'm over roofs. Wow, I'm never that good. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I I agree with the roofs, but 
this like style of skating i think this is how like the young skate prodigies in every town all across the world are skating like there might be some primitive type people in like whatever uh san diego whatever encinitas you know yeah that zone but this is how like the skate prodigies or the kids quote unquote are skating and if you can make your brand like appealing to them you know so like all the the whatever the 18 to 22 rippers in your because you know when you're like when you're in high school or middle school or whatever like the skaters who are like 18 and 22 seem like grown ass adults you know so oh, yeah. If, yeah so if it gets i can see it getting the kind of where like if the rippers in your town who do this modern type of skating fuck with the brand then they might have some juice and also like they're not really flooding the market like they're available but they're not like you know fucking everywhere i don't think they're doing web sales at all i might be wrong but uh, i don't think so yeah it, you're right it feels like pontus has has struck a very good balance of getting his brands out there without flooding the streets with them without getting them overhyped and still maintaining a certain degree of respect from his peers like his contemporaries but then also um he has um i know that the uh the cats who run carpet uh, definitely had a, a few phone calls with with Pontus about setting up shop, and you know I remember reading that Steve Albini used to do something, or still does something similar with a lot of engineers. People will call him up and say, "Hey, I'm trying to make these drums. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing." Um, and I definitely, I personally really appreciate that um, because Pontus, if he wanted to, could gatekeep the shit out of uh, all of his stuff and just be like, "Nah, do that. Figure that shit out yourself, yo." Yeah, I mean, he told me when I interviewed him that he's like, "Oh, I get." get my denim from you know turkey or whatever and the factories in poland the, the the other thing that's interesting too is like uh so i have a couple pairs of last resorts and the fine thing is i actually really prefer them as chillers i like skating in them but um they actually like they they really um they're like much much more comfortable than say just like in a pair of canvas vans like even the canvas uh, last resorts um i guess you know again different construction style um different materials but there's something about like I like them as I like them as chillers. That's what I'll say. I also thought like I, I rewatched Etni's High Five preparing for the podcast because mm. I was thinking about how the thing about High Five is like such a short video, so good, such a wide variety of talent. And I think about how like this is the perfect shoe video because High Five was the perfect shoe video, right? Especially with that penny part at the at the end. And I think about how Nike and Adidas have worked very hard to deliver us serious full length. You know, like their their first great statements were full lengths. And the thing is, I prefer edits. I prefer you know ten you know ten to fifteen minutes. That's perfect. And do you all think that is there a way to tell a company that's like, yo, don't, don't put it, don't don't spend two years working on this. Just give us fifteen minutes. Just give us a, just a little something on the regular, as opposed to everybody breaking their necks for two to four years working on a video, you know, because heaven forbid you work on something for four years, you put it out and everyone forgets it and then half the team quits. Yeah, I think that's kind of the direction Nike is going with. Like they'll come out with like a little edit, like that constant edit, I think that was last year or whatever, with like just a little section of the team, you know? And, but um, yeah, like the that one Adidas video, what was Me? that long ass Adidas video called? Uh, away days oh yeah away days yeah like it, it might have dethroned nothing but the truth the nike video as being like one of the least watched <laughs> like 
prestige should be yeah really i mean awesome the, the whole like, tri- I mean. yeah the whole like like it was super sick like lucas's part in there was sick there's only six game there but it kind of didn't hold up as like a thing that people watch over and over again like that that right. type of it that type of like temple video but yeah i mean like a little 10 minute promo i mean like yeah i've said it here before like that's why the 101 videos were so dope it was just like oh it's like eight to 12 minutes of like ripping exactly exactly you're done you're, <laughs> and, uh, you're out and about and in like 15 minutes is like is the perfect length to get you hyped up because a half hour video like you know when you're getting ready and you think about like oh let me throw something on to get you know to get me hyped to go skate you put on a 30 minute video oh man unless it's unless it's like a welcome to hell right you know like there's videos like that yeah. where it's like it's non-stop energy uh you might get sucked in especially now in the days of uh watching skate videos on youtube because you know, next thing you know, you're just like, uh, I'm like 10 palace edits deep and it's, you know, it's 4.30. I'm definitely not going skating this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, with that, with a full-length video, like, with playing, you know, back in the day with Plan B or whatever, I would just, like, watch a couple parts or whatever. Like, I always had favorite parts, like, you know, like, my car over or blah, 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 of course. But, like, with YouTube, like, the permanent video just came out, you can just watch, like, two or three parts and then you're good. But as far as, like, the actual skating and shit, What'd y'all think? Like, I think, well, of course, because he had last part, but like Chris Millick, I don't know if we can call him Mango anymore. I'm all about calling I'm a, him Mango Millick. I'm Mango Millick. I'm going to call him, I'm Ma- call him Millich. Yeah, Millich. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm going to call him Chris Millich. I think, yeah, he kind of like leveled up, like definitely added some more power and shit. Kind of, kind of surprised me with some shit. So I can see why I got last part. For me, it was Ludwig and the uh, the Scandinavian bank spots. Um, I am so jealous of everybody who's now. I'm sorry. The FOMO is killing me. <laughs> we're going to Copenhagen next year, bro. It didn't I mean, happen. We didn't end up going. If, if we're smart, we're going to get, I mean, we, we, we probably got to clean up everything we do so that we're like in line with like corporate aspirations. But we could do, you know, mostly skateboarding podcasts live from Pleasure. Some, right. some weird building in Copenhagen yeah. some weird building. next year. All right, we're fucking going to Copenhagen next year, bro. Greatest. I, I mean, mm. I've been there. I've skated there. Big claims. It's fantastic. Like, we want to be there. We. That's what I've heard. I heard it's, <laughs> heard it's pretty good. Pretty good city for uh, skateboarding. I'm so just like, it, it's just watching everybody hanging know. out. Just like, that, I think that's the thing. It's like the FOMO of just being like, it's a bunch of skaters just chilling just chilling like yeah, and i'm def- sure like statistically a crowd that large right there's any type of fun you want to have you want to have sober fun <laughs> it's there if you want to if you want to turn up and be up till four o'clock in the morning in copenhagen you could do that you know if you want to have a reasonable nap, maybe check out some museums you know if you want to be a total skate right you could do that if you want to do a little bit of that each day it's you know yeah, it's good. Damn. Yeah, that guy, that guy, little big kind of good part. Um, who else? Billy Trick. By the way, mm-hmm. the, if, if that is your real name, like a, a skate, there might be some other guy who has a name like this. But and we might have talked about Billy Trick before, like, but like that's like a basketball player having a name like Mikey Touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it's it's like it's very um, it's like very like uh all the Nintendo baseball games from the 80s and 90s, like with the names we just like, like, oh, they- yeah, the yeah, the um, like Bob Dugnut and stuff. <laughs> no, I think that would think, no, that's like a famous, um, might be even a meme or just like a famous picture of like there was a Japanese baseball game and all the players had like fake quote unquote American names, like what people, what Japanese folk think like American names sound like. It was like ridiculous, but yeah, that guy, I think he's from, I try to like uh, research everyone and you know, do, you know. See where everyone's from and shit. 
makeup of the team. I think that guy, Billy Trick, is from London. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Trick is real. He rides for Frog. Oh, he's on the Frog program. All right, that makes yep. sense. Oh, well, and that, that kind of leads me to a thing. Like, the Frog influences are real. And there yep. was, I mean, just like the frogginess of the skateboarding was real. Where am I going with this? I yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I need to say again that, like, Chris Millich, extremely good. The, um, I don't know what you call it on the chain. Kind of did a front board bounce over to fakie man, like backside one eighty to fakie Manny. Yeah, the the last trick in the video. That's fucked up. Yep. What do you call that? I don't know what you call that move when you bounce on a chain. I've seen that a couple of times. Don't know if it's prevalent enough to be a hashtag trend. Well, I mean, uh, you could just call it like a front board, but it it is bounce on a chain. B-O-C. Yeah, no, I think it's a conspiracy oh B O N C. I think it's a it's a conspiracy by the dentists of the world to get a bunch of skaters to start coming in fixing their cracked teeth. You no way, like yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drive around looking for chains like oh I'm gonna do like a you know like a front board transfer here bounce on the chain. Oh hell I no! Mean, <laughs> any any accomplished skater has like a a pretty healthy fear of chains because i don't know like you see kids on uh on instagram and tiktok doing it i'm just like why just because it's there you like do a hippie jump on something that can collapse not something that's gonna wrap up your ankle and fling you so terrible oh, oh also kind of cool that there weren't that many hippie jumps in this video if any and there weren't any like uh that trick where you do like a kickflip and it goes like under the bar and you go over the bar yeah, that shit is over. Oh, the thread. The yeah, people, it, it's cut. <laughs> like, mean, people, like we, kilty, people call it a Kilty McBagpipe, but that sounds stupid. I think. I'm I like, mean, that's like that's like the Gon's name for the Ollie in between. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, which I think is harder than. Not that I'd ever try either trick. I'm not down with those. I think the the weirdest variation of that I I've seen. I filmed it some time ago uh, with Kevin White at this Adidas demo, and he did a switch tray hippie jump. And it was crazy. It was the weirdest thing ever. I don't know. That's something. Like, like that was dope. Like, and it wasn't, it was no accident. Like he was, and he got it in a, in a handful of tries. He's, uh, he's something else to watch. He's re- like, um, I don't know. Who's he writing for right now? Is he writing for uh, Mikey Alfred's company? Is that joint? I, be- I believe so. Illegal civilization. Yeah. He's on illegal civ. Like, come on, man. But he's, he's, it's. He's, he's really... on he, he's on venture though, which is more important. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I just got some fresh new venture. I got those uh the, the raw joints with the dots. So pumped! I couldn't find oh, uh the the, uh, the bobbies. The Bobby yeah, Bobby. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With the uh, the Pulaski. Oh, that shit is dope. Yeah. You know, inter- speaking of the frog influence, like just thinking about the music that was in this video. Um, did y'all you know in your early twenties ever go to emo or hardcore shows where there'd be at least one or two bands on the bill where everybody in the audience would sit down like cross-legged and just kind of watch them, even if they were loud as fuck, but they weren't, um, you know, they maybe weren't a band that uh, elicited a, a pit. I don't think so. I think that's more like a house show type of thing. Hmm. Yeah. It, it, it gave me that vibe. And like, it, like, and it's interesting, like uh, maybe it's frog's world and we're just living in it. Like, what do y'all think? I don't know. Frog, I don't know. Frog does have some juice with like, and they have some rippers. So I mean, like, they, you might look at the uh, MS Paint type graphics and be like, oh, this is stupid. But I don't know, man. Like Mega, like he did that, like a uh, like Wally to backside Sanchez grind, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like that was crazy. Frontside blunt kickflip on a table was pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
Mango's uh, fucked up. Like he's fucked up good yeah, in yeah. a lot of ways. Like he's just really good. No, I, I am not a no, no, no. I this is no knock on. And yeah, like I don't love the graphics, but they actually do some cool stuff outside of skateboarding. Um, at least in terms of uh, putting together resources for nonprofits that are out there. But then also like they have a good team, and Jesse Alba is great. And like what's what is. What, what what's interesting is that like that is the aesthetic. There's like a, a whole and Jason, you made an interesting point that there's a whole bunch of kids around the world who are they want to skate like this. They don't want to be oh, Niger. Yeah. They don't want to be because you know when we were coming up, there was always one or two kids who their ledge tricks and their flip tricks were next level, and like they were shorties was the thing to emulate. Like to skate like this, like it was always that one weird kid. You always had like one weird one friend who's. Uh, baggy pants were or uh, or uh, Jenkos were cut a little bit too high, and the sweater was a little bit crumply, or it could have been a, a, a frayed hoodie. And they did tricks that were maybe not necessarily illegal, but uh, not on trend at the time. Whereas now, like that's the trend is to not be. Yeah, like I mean, you're always gonna want to be like those skaters and those companies and videos that are like hot when you're a kid, you know, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's it's bizarre. Like it, it is like yeah, like like for Mike and I, you know, we could skate like anyone. And probably like oh, Mike Carroll. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you know, but for, and for like kids that are like ten years younger than us, it'd be like oh, like PJ Ladd. Yeah, you know, you're right. today it'd be like fucking um whatever, whoever Yalte. Yeah, like oh. uh, whoever's on Crooked. Oh, who's um what's more, Kevin Rodriguez is. Can we point to Kevin Rodriguez, like, because he was on Polar before he dipped over to hockey. Do you think he would have fit in in this iteration of, well, it's last resort, but never mind, like, uh, no, screw it. I'm going to go with it. Uh, do you think Kevin Rodriguez would have fit in if he had stayed on, um, stayed on Polar? Oh, yeah, because he's totally in this genre. That's his Yeah, shit. like, <clears throat> jumping streets, esoteric grinds, all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of him, uh, of his. He's... He's he's a joy to watch. Um, I, I wish there was more footage of him, um, more recent footage. Anyway, who knows? Maybe there's like a, a hockey joint that's gonna be coming out. So then the question is like, what's next for Last Resort? Nice edit. This is cool. Maybe like a physical release or nah, too much. That's not a good use of resources. Nah, physical video. Uh, doubt it. Maybe, I don't think that. Oh, but like maybe I think I saw on Instagram like a uh, like a Millage Pro model. Which had like some like soccer toe action. Hmm. Really? I, I guess. Yeah. I... Maybe like I think I saw another photo of like a cup sole, but it was weird. Like I don't even remember correctly. Like maybe no laces, like one of those type of shoes. But yeah, I mean, cup sole would be. Uh, I think that's a whole different logistical thing than making bulk. So maybe I'm stereotyping, but like the type of kid who is like the last resort dude. I really do think that this. The video is like on point for brand narratives, all that stuff we talk about on this podcast. You know, maybe if if, if they were going to put out a physical copy, maybe it could be on a uh, what kind of tape does a VX one thousand take? Mini DV. Yeah, yeah, I think it's them. Mini DV. Put the last resort next video on a mini DV tape, even though the shit's filmed on HD. Like my whole. My whole joke is falling apart, but <laughs> like, I don't know. The, it, it's funny. I, I very much appreciate the fact that the video is on HD because I don't know. I'm over that aesthetic of low definition and 
stat aspect ratios for everything that we're watching, you know, for, for like the actual technology that's in use. But there is like a this shit would also really work in BX type of thing going on. Um, if you could, because nah. um, it, it seems like this was the correct move. No, not seems like this was the correct move for last resort. What's another shoe company that should do something like this? Like, hey, give the people what they want. Give them a 12 to 15 minute joint. Any shoe company is the perfect format. It's like, don't give us an hour. Don't spend money and doing all these expensive flights and making a program, this, that, and the third. Just give us 15 minutes twice a year. Yes. Well, yeah, that's kind of like what Etnies did with that Etnies Europe video that people were psyched on a little bit. Not Etnies, as whatever, Soltech. But then, you know, it's it's Soltech, so people aren't really psyched on their shoes on street level, as far as I can tell. I don't know. I, I mean, like, maybe that's the thing that they need for the rebrand. It's like, hey, give the people what they want instead of making, like, I saw that they were making, I don't know if this was an April Fool's joke or what, uh, SSL slippers. Oh, no, that was an April Fool's joke. Oh, thank goodness. I was, uh, I was about to go in. I was about to go in. They um, look comfy, though. Seemed like a viable product. But why? Like, sometimes they're, Sometimes some shoe companies get, will come up with things and just like, why can't you just give us the standard product line of the things that sell that everybody Wait, likes? or were they... I'm not sure they were an April Fool's joke. I don't know. Son of a bitch. Are they real? Don't tell me that they're real. We need to at least edit in some typing noise to make sure that like the listeners think we were trying to figure this out. I'm looking this up now. Oh, no. Oh, hell no. It's real. Oh, okay. It's That's r- what I thought. I, I yeah, because they, they always do some all along. Yeah, they always do some dumb April Fool's joke every year. So I thought that maybe we're, that was it for this year. We're we're bringing back the S Vireo in the combat colorway, like I had in 1997. That's an April Fool's joke. Well, at the uh, the first Trinity Holy Church of John Cardiel, we're gonna have to light a candle and say a. Extra big <laughs> prayer for Soul Tech. Lord, what I need you to do is pray for Soul Tech to make them come back and give us the shoes that they want. Lord, Cardiel's name. Sorry, I had to do it. But no, this, this was not this was not necessary. But this we're talking about last resort. Here. I mean, I'd be I'd be stoked if that insane church scenario happened. Which brings us to the part of our podcast, our show, where we talk about what we're stoked on, Mike. What are you stoked on this? Oh, man, I'm stoked on a lot of stuff this week, so I'll try to run through it somewhat quickly. I watched the movie Hustle on Netflix, which is about NBA basketball, and it features my guy, Anthony Edwards, in a heel turn. He's on the Timberwolves, and he's like the most exciting NBA player right now. I'm watching the finals as as we're doing this. I love basketball. Anthony Edwards is great in that movie. It's a good movie. I definitely recommend watching it. Like, even if you don't like the NBA, I think it's a good move. Try to get my wife to watch it. Also stoked on, again, watching stuff. And this is permanent stoked. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I'm watching it again. It's kind of like a once every three years thing where I like, you know, you watch a series through and through. I'm anti-nostalgia, but I guess I'm caught in the nostalgia of Buffy. Um, what else am I stoked on? I got some blue Ishad shoes because I can't skate Volks anymore, I think. So I'm going to start skating those. I haven't done it, and I'm interested to see how that feels. Last and certainly not least, um, I did a 360 flip the other day, and it was the first one I'd done in a long, long time, but it was also on 
one of those Chico boards that's like a two by four. It's essentially a two by four. There's no tail. Well, there's barely a tail. There's no nose. And uh, it's like six inches wide or less. And um, it's on Indie 109s. However, it gave me the sensation of doing 360 flips again, which I can't really do on the 825 board that I ride currently. So I'm very optimistic that I might 360 flip again on a real skateboard. Okay, no comment. Jason, what are you stoked on? Stoked on venture trucks out of San Francisco, California. Stoked on a shop vid out of Pittsburgh radio skate shop. Just dropped a video called Slag. It's on the Thrasher site. And if you like the crusty spots, this will be your cup of tea. Um, the homie Ross Norman also has a couple of tricks in there. So stoked on that. Also stoked on a little YouTube television series, whatever you call it, television series on YouTube called Two Mists to Late Night. It's basically like a metal themed late night talk show and they do all types of other content. And if you're a metal nerd, you nerd out over metal uh, esoterica, you'll be pretty tight. You'll be pretty psyched on it. I think it will be your cup of tea as well. Uh, Patrick, what are you stoked on this week? Uh, first of all, I am stoked on Spitfire Wheels, but I'm also stoked on Mike getting his 360 flips back. I want more clips like Hell that. Yeah. Um, sorry for the pause. I was getting all my notes together. I'm stoked on a song called Viking Hair by Dry Cleaning, who I think are on tour this summer. I've missed them twice, but it's a pandemic, so I'm allowed to miss shows um, and things got canceled. Stoked on public libraries and summer reading lists. Um, just got a really mm. good book about uh, 90s and early 2000s pop punk. It's called Smash Green Day, The Offspring, Bad Religion, No Effects, and a 90s punk explosion. It's actually really, really good, uh, especially the whole early section in there about Op Ivy, who are forever super tight stoked on village psychics diamond jam the edit that just came out of that little thing a whole bunch of heads that we know from skate twitter skate internet they were all out holding it down that was cool there's a new uh video by dan Ryuchi. i hope you got your name right it's called ruffers connective uh, that just dropped i think yesterday or the day before very very good and finally i'm stoked on apple valley emporium out of yakima washington which is where i cop those ventures from and apparently it's like a skate shop slash wine store so if you like wine and you like skateboarding and you live in yakima washington or you're visiting you should roll <laughs> through because they also threw me some stickers come on we're skateboarders we're big kids anyway that's our show for this week be sure to check mostlyskateboarding.net for links and other show notes until then you can keep up with us online jason where can the people find you you can find me on twitter at Carbonite1994 on the Instagram at Frozen Carbonite and writing stuff for CortisX.com from time to time. Uh, Mike, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter with the same handle that's at M Munzenrider. Patrick, where are you on Bobby Digital's <laughs> internet? <laughs> Bobby, 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 Digi, Digi, Digi. You can find me on Twitter under the handle at Colonel K Speaks. You can also find me on Instagram under the handle at Pikagongo. Also doing stuff for the Harold Hunter Foundation. Got some cool stuff in the works. Um, this weekend is Harold Hunter weekend. Roll up, roll up. And it's also Juneteenth. Don't forget the reason for the celebration. Enjoy yourself, the barbecues, hang out. Uh, but also remember, it's all about uh, the delayed news of the Emancipation Proclamation in Galveston, Texas. And of course, 
It's also Father's Day weekend, so shout out to all our fathers out there. And for also the fathers who stepped up, you know, and all the uncles and the grandfathers and all them. But uh, yeah, we love y'all. Anyway, uh, that's our show for this week. Uh, take care of yourselves. Be safe. Clear. <laughs> right.